Uh, is this thing on? Can you hear me? Welcome to the Gravity Lift Podcast, a mostly entertaining and at times informative place where we get to chat about all the things we love. Music and festival life, yoga and wellness, travel and adventure. We are your hosts, Jordan and Antonella. So fun when we get to sit down with dynamic duos. This week we got to chat with Mike and Priya Folden about life and love and travels and their little chickie. Yeah, River. He's a little cutie, huh? Yeah, a, a podcast probably wouldn't be the same with a little baby in the room. So it was nice for them to sneak away, get a sitter and and talk about their recent travels and living in Costa Rica, their creative endeavors. We got to meet Mike quite a while ago now when, when we were working together through the Cody slash Aloe project um, for my breast explant adventure. And uh, he was the creative eye and everything really behind that. He pretty much blew me away with the way he handled that project. And I feel like immediately there was just this connection with us. And and then we got to meet his other better maybe half. (laughs) (laughs) Priya. She's amazing. Yeah. The two of them were a pretty awesome combo. Mike is definitely a a genius behind the lens, whether it's a video camera or just a, a still camera. He does some amazing work and it was cool to talk to the two of them and kind of see how their relationship is able to evolve through that now that he's doing his own work as a, a freelance artist. Yeah, I I mean, as far as like the way that he captures is one thing, but for me, I just think he's an amazing storyteller and and I love that he, he really spends a, a lot of time on making that magic happen. And also, he's funny. Like, they're both really funny. I, As you know, this is like my go-tos on Instagram stories. I pretty much never miss a Mike or a Priya Instagram story because they crack me up and they're super weird and quirky. And they seem like they put a lot of effort into these stories because, again, they're storytellers. So, uh, yeah, I think it was a great conversation. I'm excited to listen to it and um, laugh. There was a lot of laughter. Always, always a lot of laughter. Alrighty, we'll we'll let you guys hear the laughter. Um, on this one, I want to play with just starting <clears throat> and not introducing necessarily. Okay. Because we're gonna do that and post it anyway. And sometimes you haven't been listening. I listen to every podcast we do, and I feel like sometimes it feels a bit redundant. I just listen to it when I edit it, so I edit it all together. So we listen to it like six times. Do you listen to the oh, whole shit. thing? Is this no, a gravity no, whole thing. argument? <laughs> This is about as the extent of it. Me so mad. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm okay. already recording. Oh, so. Perfect. Oh, okay. Um, are you guys still doing your podcast? I mean, we're always, you know, not doing what we say we're doing. We haven't done one in a while is what he means. <laughs> you did two, right? We've done three. three? Yeah. Wait, wait, I thought I'd listened to them all. Uh, you know, there's another one that was recorded, I think, a year prior to the, oh, the second one. one or Yeah. They're, they, at the moment, we're not actively doing a podcast, but we're not ruling it out. Yep. Well, as an avid listener and a dedicated follower, I'm requesting that you do it again because I think you two are fucking hilarious. Thank you. It's so enjoyable to listen to. <laughs> You're also the winner yeah. of the first <laughs> and only Mike and Priya podcast yes. contest. <laughs> 
because I what did I do? I emailed or tried it was out like your email. if you're listening to this, email us at whatever it was, and you'll get a prize. And you were the only person who emailed. Was she the only one? Uh, I think there was one other email that came in. You, but you know, were first. After. I mostly did it because I was curious if it was going to bounce back or if it was a real email. I was like, they're totally fucking around. There's no email. It's like test. just like all of your um, ads. So if you were going to give us an <laughs> ad for this for this podcast, who would it be? Who's who, who are we sponsored by today, Mike? Ooh. Well, so the one that I always was like hoping for was AKG, just because these are all AKG mics. <laughs> oh. No, no, I want, I want, I wanted to come from yeah, the man. I would say Toby's Feed Barn. Okay, in, there you go. Um, uh, in uh, San Francisco, what the hell is the the place called? I'm totally drawing a blank. It's a little town. Where did I go when I went to that amazing uh, coast? Town. Oh my God! I can't think. Of I don't the remember name. the name of it. Was it like south of San Francisco? North. Uh-huh. Where MC Yogi's from? Holy crap! I just totally like Marin had a... or something. Yeah. Anyways, Toby's Feed Barn uh, has all <laughs> your, uh, you know, feed for your barn. And I would say that you guys being kind of a rural situation here, Toby's Feed Barn would be a great yeah. supporter of this. We podcast. do have we a got horse some chickens and blue. blue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. See? And we can just put like a feed bag on him, and he would just walk around all day eating out of his feed bag. Advertising. I hate doing phone. I'm not going to do phone, but I this is like going to just eat at me for the entire yeah, podcast. Yeah, so let me like. It's where there's like it. a bay. <laughs> it's like the ocean on one side, and then like a cove. Yeah. Right. Well, it's, since it's they're really our first Wait, sponsors, like you have to look it up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Important I'll just to do know. Toby's Feed Barn. Toby Toby's yeah. Feed Barn. That's, I was going to say, I don't even know how to look it up. <laughs> the name? Google. <laughs> Dear uh, Mr. Google. <laughs> Point Reyes Station. Okay. okay. If this podcast, if you're listening to Toby's Feed Barn, uh, this would be a great podcast to, to sponsor. Um, out here in Woodenville, Washington, Toby's Feed Barn could offer so many things to your listeners. Uh, contest winners, prizes such as um, suet. Uh, as well as a plethora of dog food, lumber, and gifts for your grandmother. What's suet? Suet is uh, what you feed birds with. Oh, okay. It's a bird feeding um, medium. Also made, uh, used in some sorts of fruitcake or something in England, right? Something. My mom was making something and requested suet. And went to the grocery store with Mike's dad. No, I went to the grocery store with oh, my dad oh, yeah. to get some suet yeah. at request of her mom. <laughs> some bird feed. And, wow. But then what happened is it, it, not many people like yourself don't know what suet is. And my dad said, do you guys carry suet? And they said, oh, yeah. And then he, they led him to the pet aisle, ah. which highly offended him uh, because he was looking for human consumable suet, not even though it's probably the same thing. It's probably really, the same thing. Yeah. yeah. But anyways. Crazy. Toby's yeah. Feed Barn. Toby's. Check it out. Point Reyes. I'm so proud. Yeah. Beautiful. We're finally sponsored. Sweet. That reminds me of your other sponsor, which was about your trailer. Oh, yeah. You were quite excited about that trailer you got. Where was that from? Oh, he still is very excited. Was it the trailer that we had? Yeah, the yeah. Lance. You did a you did a sponsored from Yakima. Post. It was where we got it. Hills oh, RV. Hills RV. Hills RV. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Hills RV. I was just emailing with Mike the other day. He's nice. helping us. We got to get a new awning. One year warranty. Benefit about buying from Hills RV and Lance. Uh, you get a one year warranty, so you get to hit the road, get out there, experience a camper, and, and then break something. And if something breaks, exactly, you got a year. 
bumper pretty, to bumper or sweet. not bumper to, I guess like door to cab over <laughs> uh, extended warranty. So yeah, you guys went with the one that's like mounted in the truck, right? Is that mm-hmm. what that's called? A yeah. cab over? Slide in truck camper. How do you like that? Is it pretty sweet? It's great. It's really nice. We had a camper before that was awesome, vintage. It was a lot of fun and really cool looking, but we had to get something safer once we had rivers. So getting this is awesome because we have a truck that he can ride in safely. And then we've got the camper and it's like brand new, you know, so we feel like it's super plush and we feel very much like an old retired family, but it's pretty badass. We're pretty as well happy as with a it. young adventurous. Yeah, and young adventurous. <laughs> but I mean, like the graphics are pretty hideous, yeah. on, you know, the outside. So we're just trying to personalize like the inside of it. So it feels kind of like cool and has a little bit more character, you know. That's kind of where we're at with our trailer. We mm-hmm. did the same thing where we started off with like an 80s vintage RV that broke down constantly. Mm-hmm. And then we got the reliable truck and then the 20 foot or so travel trailer that we pull it with. And it's beautiful. And it's definitely like barely used at all but like you said that uh, yeah the aesthetics inside are just not quite our vibes so, so i'm trying hideous. to figure out like do you yeah. wallpaper it yeah like how do you what's funny though is that it's just definitely an age thing mm-hmm. for sure because i just did we're gonna customize it like we're gonna strip the graphics off yeah. and like we'll do it it's just kind of like you know it's expensive and it doesn't yeah. do anything except like visually excite you so it's like there's other things that like i think are more practical but we did a like a side by side i photoshopped it like with all white and then uh like with a little sasquatch because we call it squatch the camper and then we have the original down below with like the barbed wire graphics and it was like everybody under the age of like 40 was like hands down go the simple route like get rid of those graphics and then people over 40 were like i love those graphics you know so it's just like an i mean and think about it the rv community is you know predominantly Mm -hmm. like over 60 right so i think those are like i think those are young hip graphics in the in the 60 plus a you know demographic whereas like for us we're like why do you have like well i guess it depends what your intention is resale wise like if Mm -hmm. you're gonna try to sell it you might be better off keeping it kind of as is that way the people you're just going to have a, a broader expanse of people who can afford it and who are in that yeah. clientele yeah. but we were like fuck it i just want it to be for us <laughs> yeah it's kind of we we started putting a bunch of stickers like on the fridge of ours you know to kind of make it like our own and i was like asking mike do you think we should do this like is anyone going to want this you know with stickers all over the fridge and mike's like damn you want to sell it back already I was like, well not yet but i'm like thinking future yeah, wise first, yeah we're not getting rid of it second we would hope that it would go to a home that yeah. like would appreciate all the custom that that's we how i'm feeling you know? it's yeah like, i'm actually even eyeing buying a second one and turning the one we have into a rental because mm. i don't know if you've ever looked on those like trailer rv sites mm-hmm. but you can make pretty good chunk of change totally like a hundred bucks plus a night mm-hmm. depending what size it Easy, is yeah. and, and there's a lot of times we're not using it so it might as well get used by someone else and then that Outdoorsy would help us pay a for a new one if you haven't looked at that one outdoorsy oh, okay. is really yeah really popular kind of more new you know like they've got an app and all that stuff yeah check that out that's a good one that's a good idea when are we gonna go on an adventure together yeah. oh my god please we want Friends. we need other people to go with like circle yeah. the wagons like, we're so down well, so the biggest thing for us is our weekends are just slammed but yeah. i think you guys are on a somewhat similar schedule as us yeah so like in theory could you just take a weekday off and go yeah for Hell sure yeah. we're and we'll get better you know the transition of going back to like freelance is like still kind of monday through friday but we're taking a lot of like you know we just spent like a week in idaho camping and then we're doing a week well actually we're leaving tomorrow for four days out to westport 
Um, so we're leaving, you know, well, Thursday, Friday. So if we just plan it ahead a little bit, yeah, we could find sure. like a Tuesday, Wednesday or yeah, totally. something like that. Totally. That'd Let's be really do cool. Because our weekends are booked till December, mm-hmm. like solid, but we have some weird weekdays that mm-hmm. are open. Like And fall yeah. camping is Ooh, yeah. rad because like not many people are around. And traffic. if you're midweek, yeah. it's like, dude, you have the place to yourself. So like, it'd be sick to go. When we don't start up our weekday classes again with UW until like October Mm -hmm. so September is a really good time of year on that for us and then once UW starts back up then we're a little bit more limited we have like weird one or two classes a day kind of Monday through Thursday but uh, let's do it because I still don't have that baby yeah that baby that you guys got yeah come on chicky he's cool we would have brought him but it's like yeah he'd just be so loud I did the actual that rad dad podcast with him and it was like you know it was all right it worked out (laughs) It's really cute. I'm dying to meet him. Yeah, definitely. We will. He's we'll make it happen. Cool. As Jordan says, I'm little legit baby crazy. Like, yeah. Like, I'm crazy. And <laughs> uh, he's not so much, but like he's becoming that way mm-hmm. to the point that he sees them now before I do. He'll be like, oh, oh, look over there. Look, look <laughs> well, over there. It's the difference between like I super want a kid, but I also don't want to deal with other people's kids. Oh, for you sure. You know what I mean? Like, totally. it's my kid. I'm totally down. Yeah. I, I, I say that now, but I don't actually have a kid yet. But so I'm finally getting to that point now where I do see other kids and I'm like, oh, that kid's cute as fuck. Yep. He'll oh, <laughs> be like right. at Target or something. You're like, oh, look, babe. I'm Mostly like, just because I know that she'll absolutely love it too. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard because you look at them and you're like, okay, not only is that someone else's, that's another kid, but then it's like a whole other family, the parent dynamics, like, are they cool? I don't know. It's not <laughs> as stressful, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, I was not a big baby fan. I mm-hmm. never held, I don't think I ever held like a baby before our own wow. baby. Wow. And I have like nieces and nephews. I'm just not a baby holder. Yeah. I'm, I'm always like, they're fragile. They're just like this little <laughs> sack of bones. Like, I feel like I'm going to drop them. And, you know, like, and it's I'm just literally the opposite. Like, I'll walk into a party or whatever at my sister's and she's like, oh, the baby holder's here. Yeah. And I won't even know the parent. And, yeah. and they'll be like, oh, your sister said that you love babies. Here, I want to go get food and a drink. Mm-hmm. So yeah. here. And I'm like, yes. Nice. But take your now, baby. <laughs> I will say after having a baby, now I'm like, I'm confident. Super I'm dad. Like, yeah, I'm good. I still don't love holding other people's babies, but. I will, you yeah. know, definitely will. Your little guy's cute. So how old is he now? He's 11 months. Oh, it's almost a year. He's almost mm-hmm. a year. July 8th. Okay. It's really sad. Numero uno. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, it's really sad. Yeah, mine's almost 19. That's you think insane. you're sad now? I know. <laughs> Just wait. Yeah, it's weird. It is super weird how fast it goes. And then how traumatized there's moments where you feel l- legitimately traumatized that that's so gone. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's really hard. I mean, I'm like happy and excited mm-hmm. because, you know, on one hand it's great and he's growing and yay, he's healthy. But then it's like, where's the pause? You know, just like, let me have this for a few months and then I'll be ready to go to the next step. But I don't know. It's what so you got uh, Mike's video and photography skills for. I know. Lots Everyone's like, take pictures every day. Make sure you, what do they say? Like, enjoy every second. It's like, damn, we're trying. Like, I don't know how else <laughs> yeah. to do it other than just live it. You know, it's hard. I'm just excited. I want him to grow up a little bit because I want to like go do fun shit with him. Because yeah. like right now he's still just, you know, he like crawls around. He's super fun, but like I'm like ready. And he's still relying on mom so much where it's like I'm looking forward to like, you know, boys weekend. We like head out or like complete family weekend also. But like just 
you know, it's like but family weekend, but you can go do individual yeah, things. Yeah, with like them. just mean like, like I want to take him surfing and skiing and like just you know just us and and give mom a break because mom does a lot of work. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. what everyone says. It's a lot of work. Where is he right now? Who's watching? Uh, our aunt, Mike's aunt, is watching him right now. Nice. You guys have quite a bit of family locally. Seems like it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty much his aunt and then my mom that do most of childcare. And so my dad. Grandpa's nice. been coming through lately. That's so he, helpful. He it lives is. an hour and a half away though, so it's a little trickier. But like weekends, often he'll come out and do, you know, babysitting. But and it's such a lost thing these days. Like just to have that sort of tribe of family members that mm-hmm. are not only able to help out but like excited to help mm-hmm. out and want to build a relationship and be a part of little chicky's life yeah and that's the biggest of... challenge too when we think about like moving mm-hmm. it's like you lose you know a lot of that so yeah you guys are talking yeah. about that i yeah. saw that yeah arizona's number one on the list right yeah <laughs> wait what how did i miss that? how'd you I'm get kidding. arizona totally sarcastic my oh. my brother being sarcastic my other brother and mom live in arizona oh so but nah, I don't have any interest in Arizona. <laughs> Where it's do like, you want to go? Same. <laughs> I don't know. We're really open. I mean, right now, like of a like our like something to just hold on to. Like we want a goal. We had to like set some goal because otherwise, it's been this like floaty. For sure. Someday we're gonna do something different. But I think without having something, whether we stick to it or not. I think help. So we like uh, basically our our plan right now is like we're looking at Spokane, and. You know, you see, you guys are subtle, yeah. subtle head shake. Now, yeah. You know, you're like Spokane, really? That's not that cool. But here's the thing about Spokane. This this podcast could also be brought to you by the city of Spokane. Here's what's cool about Spokane. A, it's way fucking cheaper than Seattle. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're, and yeah. of course, like you don't have a lot of cool things as you have in Seattle. But like I would say a 900-ish thousand dollar house, 250. So you could like actually own like a crafts like an early 1900s craftsman in a nice little neighborhood for like 250 grand, which wow. is crazy, right? So then you you know your month your mortgage is like a thousand bucks or like less, so you don't have to work I'm as much. I'm definitely not you can opposed travel. to Spokane. We know yeah. a few people from that area and people who live there currently. My and dad it's grew coming up, up there. Yeah, so I have tons of family in Spokane. Yeah, but the thing so aside from like the price, because price you know is is definitely like dictated by surroundings and economy and all those things so you could say like a lot of places are cheap but the cool thing is you know being into like skiing snowboarding like mm-hmm. mountain sports there's like five mountain resorts within i think 70 miles wow. of spokane you can cross-country ski in spokane like there's you know they get snow which yeah. is great they get like 260 days of sunshine a year there's a downtown there's an apple store yeah <laughs> yeah and that's it's, it's, his it's thing growing. there's an apple store so you know it's like, i'm not <laughs> but, even joking that's how we he compares certain cities he's <laughs> like well it, they got an apple store so like they're coming no, up i'm like jeez but it's more of like a it's like it's not that i I'm, i mean i do like apple but like it's more of just like you you get a sense of where they're at like if right. a city has an apple store you're like okay cool like we don't have to fly or drive to get like an iPhone repaired or something like it just it means they've like got a strong enough economy. But yeah. would you that, feel like, that same way if they had a Microsoft store? Like the Microsoft store. What kind of question is that? <laughs> I just want to know. Do they even have Microsoft stores? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one cares about it. <laughs> Come on. But yeah, Spokane is is tempting just for the affordability because we're like we can't afford anything here, nor do we mm. want to. It's like we're kind of after going to Costa Rica and dealing with that like lifestyle you know and just a different pace of life i think coming back we were like man we don't need like all this space we don't need all this shit in our house we don't 
want to sit in traffic for, you know, two plus hours every day. So how can we, you know, and make it more, more enjoyable and spend more time with our little chicky? Yeah, I want to ask you more about Costa Rica. But yeah. before that, like, that's the thing is one of the main reasons I think you want to move right now is because the place is coming up. And so everything's getting more and more expensive. Oh, it's yeah. like the area we live like has already come up and now it's coming mm-hmm. up and up and up and oh, up yeah. like exponentially. And so that's where somewhere like Spokane, you think of it as like, oh, I know Spokane 10, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So you're like memories of Spokane is how it used to be. But if it's coming up so much here, then like that's the spot to go to because that's going to start growing and expanding. Yeah. It's kind of like investing. You're not, you know, like if it's already a good idea to invest, it's a bad idea to invest, mm-hmm. right? Like you have mm-hmm. to find something before it's like made it. Like Bothell so, 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like who cared about Bothell and like, oh, the people that bought into Bothell 10 years ago, now their houses are selling for the same price as Seattle, you know? Right. And it's like way further away, especially when you count the traffic. But how about the traffic, guys? <laughs> huh? So God that's awful. what I was wondering as far as Costa Rica, because mm-hmm. you guys were commuting via bike, mm-hmm. which is my favorite way to commute. And we try to do that around here because I don't know if you know, but when you cross our road, you're on that Burt Gilman the Trail. The Burt Gilman oh. Trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can just bike that all yep. the way up to Utah Bothell when we go teach only in the month of May, unless we want to be soaked and freezing. Right. So like weather-wise, it's not ideal for commuting on bike around here, at least for me. I know a lot of people do it year-round, but I'm not going to fucking do that. Yeah. But would you ever consider moving to somewhere like Costa Rica? Not Maybe not forever, but for a year or two? Oh, we were like pricing out places when we were down oh, there. Nice. Yeah, because, you know, just we were so... We like fell in love with it pretty hard, pretty quick, I think. And so we thought that there was some affordable options. And then we kind of learned that it's not so much like it was actually quite a bit more spendy than what we initially thought. So but I think that we could potentially like the perfect situation would be we would buy a place, let's just say Spokane, and then not like live there forever, but have that as like an investment and then rent it out or whatever, and then be able to travel more and do like a few months every year in places like Costa Rica and just everywhere you know and try Mm -hmm. to travel as much as possible so i think yeah we would definitely be open to that right am i yeah so i think the there's always like when you go to a place and it's new you're just like oh we should live here right like we we used to do that when you go to hawaii or wherever we would go it's always like all right what would it take to live here and i think being in costa rica for five weeks uh and working like a job and sort of like commuting and doing all that stuff. Like it was like, you really got a sense of what it is to live there or what it's like to live there. I would say like, there's just same, just like no matter where you live, there's always like shit you have to deal with. Right. Yeah. So like in Costa Rica, like there is the, the, the plus is like you, it's a super simple life. Like you can't, like if you want to go, get new clothes or something like that it's like a three and a half you know uh hour car ride to san jose because there's nothing in like nasara where there's we no were apple at. store guys is what he's trying to say. <laughs> however surprisingly enough you could get your apple phone fixed uh in oh, downtown Guiones. but it, it so that's like you can't get mail there's no mailboxes oh. there's no addresses it's like hey you're on k street Wow. And that's like what it is. But the thing about it is, is like it's a developed area in the sense of like it's a lot of out of country money that comes in mm. and drives the price up. So it's not like this sweet little cheap town where, you know, it's a bunch of like locals and it's like rich people f- with their second homes, you know, from the States and from Europe. So I it's kind of got that feel when we were in New Zealand too. Yeah. yeah there was a so lot it's of people cool. coming in and or in Bali as well. Like, Jingu. yeah, it's outside money. But surf simply the company i was working with they really 
they're like the most successful surf school in Guiones, the like little downtown kind of beach town in Nasara. And they really pride themselves on like employing locals and things like that. So they're like more trying to contribute to like helping build the local economy and mm-hmm. like jobs instead of just outside money and then spending all your money sort of as like a tourist or like right. know, outside money. So kind of back to your question of like, would we live there? I think, I think we'd be down. I think it just, you, there's still, you know, there's still sacrifice of like, oh, family to get there. It's like 14 hours when you what at the end of the day, you know, cause it's like, you got to get a flight to LA, which is like two and a half hours. Then the flight to Costa Rica, which is like six hours. And then the car ride for three hours. So it's like a long day. So it's like family, when would we see family like once a year? Right. You know, or we're flying out and then it's like that same journey to get where you want to go. Whereas like we have it super convenient here, right? It's like, oh, you want to go to LA? Cool. It's like two and a half hours away. You know, you have to get the airport. But there's, I think someday I think we'll live somewhere like that. And like she said, like if it's part time or if just we travel there for a few months, I think the whole point is what we're trying to figure out is how to minimize cost of living, how to have like zero or very minimal debt and a low like uh, mortgage or sort of just like your monthly expenditures so that we can leave for a month or two. Because when you're paying like $3,000 a month just for your mortgage and then your bills on top of that, so you're like at say five or six grand a month just to like be existing at your current place like it's Mm -hmm. super hard to leave for a month or two because you're like whoa that's like 12 grand gone and we're not even there yeah so i think for us it's like we just want like how do we have the least like how do we owe the least amount so that we can afford to go places and not feel like you know total jackasses for like throwing away six you know 12 grand and not even being there. being there like that's just not 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 and there's nothing wrong with that if you have the money and you want to work that way that's fine yeah. but for us i just like it's like i minimal. experienced that like three years ago when we were in peru and i uh was paying you know my mortgage and all my bills and we were traveling for like four like six weeks and it was, it was fully stressful for me to comprehend that i was paying that much money on a place that i wasn't at and i came home and sold my house wow <laughs> i came home and like a couple months later we just figured out a different scenario and i put it up for sale and i was like peace nice. just was i yeah i just didn't really want to have that anymore but i think like you said if you can afford to have a home base that you pay for and you're not at that much or you can rent it mm-hmm. out then mm-hmm. that's great but well, also if you have a gig that'll allow you to travel to those places exactly. and be financially feasible while you're there Totally. totally. And you can, the nice thing about that is like, you know, you can, when you're negotiating like travel work, you know, there's some people who like, everyone looks at it differently, but some people do it for free because they're like, oh, it's the experience, it's the travel. And then some people will say, it's an inconvenience, so you got to pay me more. Mm-hmm. I think I like to like actually fit right in the middle where it's like, hey, I'll take, I'll take a discount because I'm also in this awesome place, but I still need to make a living. Right. Yeah. So it worked out really well. And I think that's totally you know, feasible for a lot of, lot of opportunities. Out That's there. where we're at too. Like I want, we're not really at a point anymore. Where we really do anything for free at this point, mm-hmm. unless it's, it's a smaller startup type thing that we really, really want to support. And then it's more of a, it just can't cost me anything to be there. Exactly. But most of the time we want to at least be shown some sort of a payment. Like, yeah. you know, even if it's not what we would normally ask, I think it would be cool to get to that level where you're like, I feel slightly inconvenienced, <laughs> therefore <laughs> pay me more. Um, but it's pretty cool that both of you can do your jobs pretty much from anywhere, right? I mean, for the most part. I sort of can't. I mean, mm. yeah. 
uh, unless there was like some deaf people that wanted to go travel, you know, and they want me as like their personal mm. interpreter, that would be fucking badass. So uh, Priya's an interpreter. Yeah, a sign language interpreter. So um, that's a little bit difficult. And also sign language is varies in, in each country. Yeah. Oh, so it's not right. universal. So me knowing American sign language down in Costa Rica doesn't really do shit because they don't I forgot <laughs> speak about it or, that, you know, yeah. sign it down there. So yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit tricky, but there are, I mean, there are definitely opportunities. When I was in school, I remember there was a job for some buddy, I think he worked for Microsoft or something and he was going to India for like six months and wanted an interpreter to go and be like his full-time. That'd be sweet, you know, so yeah. there's, there's opportunity out there, but, but I was also looking into you know, like doing teacher training and as you guys know, so mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I could do this because we're in Costa Rica and there's just so much yoga, yoga wherever, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, that would be an option, you know? So I don't know. We're both trying to get a little bit more flexible because with like doing video work and photography, yes, you can do it from anywhere, but like typically I would do it where I'm getting the work, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So it's like, it's not like a remote job where I can just keep a laptop with me. Gotcha. Like we can travel wherever and I can stay making there needs money. There to be a demand for your services. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it's like, I we went to Costa Rica because there was a job opportunity there. So I would say my kind of work brings me places, which is really cool, but it doesn't necessarily free me up from locations, which is something that like I haven't figured out yet, but I want to continue to like dive into one idea, guys, and I'm curious what the listeners out there uh, think is uh, voice acting. Uh, something you can take with you on the road. Interesting. Because you know your way around a mic already. Yeah. So. The other thing is I've just recorded a lot of people doing voiceover and interviews and I've edited a lot of it. Yeah. So I kind of, you know, I don't know. I've got, I feel like i got a kind of a young voice mm -hmm. out there. Kind of like it could be male or female at times. <laughs> Uh, so I think I'm kind of universal. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I was going to ask fluid. about editing wise, because I know before you necessarily weren't doing a ton of editing. You were doing a lot of the the legwork beforehand, and then having someone else edit it as part of the company you were with. But yeah. Now are you kind of doing all of the editing on top of the? Yeah. Um, I mean, just jumping into like work stuff. I guess when I was at Cody, I I was not editing at all. So it was just like edit input if you also like reviews and things like that which was awesome because it's just about a vision and i don't have to actually make the cuts and sit mm -hmm. there uh for the hours tedious, yeah now i'm doing a bunch of different stuff there you know some projects i'm just directing so i'm not editing i'm not shooting sometimes i'm just shooting and then there's the and then sometimes i'm just editing on projects and then there's the kind of the standard where I'm doing everything, you know, it's like the produ the producing, the the filming, then the editing as well. So I trying to diversify and not do too much of of one thing because it just kind of I, I get kind of bored. But right now I'm in the thick of like eleven edits this week and last week. So you, and I'm on I'm just got over the hump. But I will say I don't love editing. I, yeah. Do you have a preference out of all those things that you're doing? <clears throat> I, I first of all I really appreciate that you are attempting to do all the things because that's definitely how we are too. But is there one thing that you would say is more your happy place? Yeah, honing in on that lately. And I think I I think it's mainly like DP, director of photography, where you're just like, you're mainly filming. Like, and then, but I also really like directing or producing, like working with the people because I'm like a people person. For sure. So it's like, I feel like I can bring the best out of people and in some like DPs or 
more technical people are just going to be more on the like getting the shot or getting the lighting, whereas like they don't have the kind of personal touch to make someone feel really comfortable or whatever. So I like those things. I like interviewing people. I like talking to people. Is that more production side, would you say? Or who? what would what title would that be? It, depending these days, it's hard because yeah. it's like it's, there's not like a standard on set anymore, but I would, it's like producer director. Okay. Yeah. So less editing for sure i'd like to like not really edit i there's like and i think the the biggest reason too is because you said earlier you know like make sure you capture those moments and all those things so like i just film a ton of shit of our family and don't edit it because i just i'm already doing so much other stuff and i'm editing to then be like cool i just spent 10 hours editing that now i'm gonna edit this family project you know it's just like really hard because you're just like you're kind of in the well, and you've put it in Cave. interestingly before, because when he was working full time and having a job and wanting to do personal projects like filming, you know, family stuff, it's like he has so much creativity. And then when so much of it is drained for work, he hardly has anything left to do like home stuff. So I think sitting and doing editing and working on projects where you just you kind of get burnt out. And then the last thing you want to do is like edit our own home videos. But yeah. we have like so much footage, you know, so you have a tank, you know, that's yeah. kind of how I think of it is like you have a at least for me, like I have mm -hmm. a creative tank and I can't. It just doesn't matter what kind of work I'm doing. If it's pulling that that creativity, it's just like I only have so much before I just don't want to do it at all. So how do you replenish it? <clears throat> I think uh like for I mean I don't know in a broad spectrum but for me personally it's like camping surfing snowboarding nature outside yeah just like yeah. not working mm -hmm. really uh yeah I would say that I mean I right now I'm definitely like hot on the RV game I'm I just love it I'm obsessed 100% we did our first was it 10 days in it uh Jordan was in mushroom cultivation school down mm. in southern Oregon and I went with him oh, to rad. just live in the trailer and we were I mean a five minute bike ride from where his school was and we were staying at this oh. little trailer park along the river and I was just there all day long by myself listening to podcasts, doing my taxes, doing a lot of creative work. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'd go outside and do yoga. I'd go wander around by the creek. And I was just really taken by the fact that we don't, we really don't need much. Like yep. it was She did go perfect. a little stir crazy though. Yeah. It was I more so home, just like, like, talk to me. It was yeah, more yeah, so, yeah. yeah, going long periods of the day without having a conversation with another yeah. person. Because mm -hmm. the time of year we were there, the trailer park was pretty dead. Like there was like two trailers mm -hmm. and... I'm not really great at just going out and making friends with the neighbors nearby and maybe if they had been camped right next to us, but everyone was kind of spread out. Mm -hmm. and so yeah, I got a little, little stir crazy. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as the space itself, I loved, I love that everything was right there and it was cozy and I'm definitely into that like smaller living and simplicity. And intentional. Mm -hmm. That's like, I think the biggest thing for me lately this is just like trying to like, how do we tie all this together? But like right. work, Costa Rica, camping, it's all like very intentional work. Like I think like when you, or I would say intentional work or use of space is just like, it just makes so much fucking sense. Like when you're in RV, there's storage or a tiny house. We've been looking at like tiny houses and stuff. And it's like, there's a drawer in every step on the staircase. Like, why is that not a standard? You know what I mean? Like exactly. in houses. You have, yeah, like in a house. Like we have, I don't know how many steps we There's have so in our house. There's like, so much wasted space. So much wasted space. Well, because of in a house, you have six rooms and one of them is just an open room. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Just and you're like, no. Yeah. Like, in, like, so it's just like, 
you fill up these rooms and they don't, you, there's not even like a good use for them was like when you're in RV, I think the thing I love is like how you're just always like, how do you maximize your storage and your space and how do you get the most efficient? Like how many jeans do you need? Like mm-hmm. how many shoes yeah. do you need? You're like, shit, I only wear like two. Like I probably don't need 12. You know, but you like, didn't need all that much, no. right? When you were, you were doing school and you were just hanging out yeah. and doing your own personal stuff. But yeah, it's amazing the stuff you don't need. You're like, you cool, I'm wearing bike. the same thing for three days and yeah. it's all good, you know? Yeah. And but cooking it is, wise, mm-hmm. it is cooking in that small space. I yeah. kind of liked it. Like totally. everything was right it's there. Yeah. yeah. But it is look. Loca- I, I would say it's like, it's easy to kind of like bash, you know, like you don't need all this stuff and you don't need a car and blah, blah, blah. But it, do- it you know, if you're a five minute bike ride, like we were in Costa Rica or like you guys were in Oregon, well, yeah, you don't need a car. Like yeah. just have your bike. That's great. But like, in Mount Lake Terrace where we live and I work mainly in Seattle and so does she. It's like, well, yeah, we need two cars because, you know, like we're both gone a lot or, you know, and public transportation would take almost twice as long as it would. Yeah, it's just so it's like, it's easy to be like, you don't need that. It's like, you don't need all that if you're in a place that is more simple. It's so, nice that you yeah. guys are aligned on that because it seems you're nodding. You like, you pretty much you're down with that sentiment and that mm-hmm. idea and way of living and have you guys always been pretty cohesive and in, in your ideals I and mean, how long have you been together how long have you been together uh i've been together like 12 years okay married this, for three has this become this way or has it always been you guys it's an evolution have pretty, yeah. yeah i think it's an evolution and i think i think a big i think costa rica was huge just for this alone because we were like we don't need all this shit and we came home and did a big purge and like we're still purging you know and Ever since, ever since coming back, like the the shit we've ordered on Amazon has been like maybe a few things. Whereas before, it was like packages every couple of days, you know. And so I think we're thinking more about like, do we really need this? Do we need this box that it comes in, you know? Because that's yeah. like another thing we have to get rid of. So I just feel like we've become more mindful of like mm-hmm. our um, footprint, I guess. Yeah, and I th- like I think uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie on Netflix, the Minimalist Movement yep. or Minimalism or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing I liked about those guys though is they weren't like get rid of everything like their whole thing was like if you love something like it's not about living in a trailer right or live like minimalism is just like living as minimal as you need to like so i like that because it's like we have been buying more stuff on amazon lately because it's all been stuff that's like making our truck camper experience like better or more efficient or whatever so it's like it's not bad to just like it's not black and white like don't order on amazon like don't get a package delivered but it's like just don't order shit that you don't need that you, you know, that you're trying out for 20 or 30 bucks because you have the money. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit. I, just, I mean, our, my wake up call is I got an Amazon visa. And so I just started putting everything because I was like, I order, we order so much stuff yeah. on Amazon. I mean, we, a lot of it is just like, you know, we kind of keep things on repeat that we might forget from the store. It's like simple stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like deodorant or like soap or cat box bags or whatever. But when I got the the visa, it like you can set it to automatically charge to that card and you get rewards, right? You get like 5% back or whatever. I was like, well, if we're spending money, we should just like use this and I'll just pay it off every month. And it was like, I never had seen my soloed out <laughs> Amazon bill, right? Because yeah. it's just in my general bank account or hers or whatever. But then to see it on the visa, I was like, dude, we just spent $1,000 on Amazon and I don't even know like we didn't even give anything cool. Yeah. Like this is all just like supplements and like 
shit like yeah. what is happening so i quit using that card yeah and like we just have like zeroed in to i think the one of the biggest things that started this was like when we got married i know you guys have a wedding coming up but yeah. like that was like a huge exercise or it wasn't even an exercise it just kind of happened where i was like i don't want to spend a shit ton of money on a dress because that doesn't mean anything to me and like right. i don't want to spend money on a lot of the stuff that they say you need for weddings, you know, so we did it like we didn't register for gifts. We literally just like asked people for money. Like we set up a GoFundMe because we're already been living together for years at that time. And we're right. like, just help us not go into debt to have a wedding and like help us pay for our honeymoon, you know, and it actually it turned out really well. Yeah. And we didn't end up with a bunch of extraneous shit that we didn't need you know and, and stuff we to leveraged return. you know like my i did trade so we got mm -hmm. like free video and photography and then we had worked for a restaurant and they catered it and awesome. there was i think there was an oh and then my dad's partner at the time was a um like a staging um he had a staging company so he like we had a blank canvas where we got married and then he like brought in furniture and like staged it you know so like nice like we used the community to save that money um but we're kind of doing that yeah, yeah we definitely like kind of put it out there that i we were both feeling a lot of pressure especially because this is jordan's first wedding and he comes from a more traditional family who's had very extravagant wedding uh not that long ago for his sister and so i think we were feeling stressed that how are we gonna pay for that mm -hmm. like we can't go anywhere near that standard and then we realized that there was just a lot of people who super super love and support us mm -hmm. and especially people that aren't necessarily even going to be invited to the wedding and i know that sounds weird but like people who are just really thrilled for us so we're doing it kind of weird actually we're doing a pretty small wedding here and i'd say maybe 100 people and then um so we're able to use the site and mm -hmm. and, and all that and that seemed inexpensive and then we realized it's not an actual event space so we have to like do a lot of um rentals mm -hmm. <laughs> to bring stuff in which then kind of sort of makes it expensive after that but yeah. well, when you say wedding any company charges you like twice exactly yeah. like that's just like it's so expensive standard. but like we have a friend that's doing video and a friend that's doing photography and we're paying them but significantly less of what mm -hmm. their actual rate is and then someone else offered to marry us and someone else offered to do my hair and makeup mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of ways that it's coming together and then we're actually doing a party the next day which i should add to you guys too i just realized i don't know if i did um and that party is for the two, three hundred people that we can't afford to have mm. at our wedding. Mm. So like the yogis, the music people, the industry people that we see all the time when we're out and about who are legitimately so excited for us and they like want to just be of support. So that's going to be at a club actually in mm. Seattle um, called Timber Room. Yeah. So it's like an inside area and then an outside deck area and it'll be like a Sunday day party. And we kind of put together a list of our like dream DJs in the Seattle area that we know well that we would love to have play it. And mm -hmm. every single one of them said yes. So nice. there's like this insane lineup of like, oh, this is actually coming together in some ways even better than our wedding. That's yeah. great. So that'll be really fun. You guys might want to sit her for that day because it'll be really fun. We did just finish our registry, but now that you guys say that, I'm really second guessing all the work that you put into a registry. I did put a lot of work into the registry, but I was really smart about it. I like definitely picked things that 
would be great to have and to like that would fit our quirky home so i didn't yeah. and i also did that more so because we have a lot of like older relatives that they want to buy mm-hmm. a gift for like, sure that's just how they are oh yeah they, they don't want to just give you money it feels impersonal to them yeah but we're doing that and then we did like a honey fund mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. you know to I think help that's pay for we, the, no we did do go go fund me but yeah, yeah for the yeah, either one different but, like activities and stuff yeah, yeah. that's cool yeah because we still haven't figured out where we want to go on our honeymoon which is quite soon yeah it's <laughs> coming up to figure that out i'm just really torn because i wanted to go somewhere tropical and beachy that had some adventure options and so i had like eight tabs open of all these caribbean type places and then i just realized that that's like hurricane season for oh, all yeah. those places so i'm like Shit. Is it there's an adventure the honeymoon <laughs> like probably? end of august early september okay. yeah so that kind of just outs all those but we just had a retreat meeting right before we saw you guys um with somebody that we're going to do a retreat with next year to Belize. Oh, sweet. That'll be really cool. Uh, and she had mentioned that we should just check out all the French Polynesian islands. It's a more expensive to get there, but it's a great time of year. So mm. that's going to be my project this afternoon is researching more things. But yeah. Where are you guys? You guys have any travel plans coming up? Just the, the camper stuff or anything international? Um, yeah, just local stuff, really. We got fun stuff, though. I mean, Washington's cool. You know, yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff. We're doing... We're going out to the coast for surfing this weekend. Priya's even surfing, which I'm really Ooh, pumped on. Mm-hmm. She, she Thank caught you, Costa the bug Rica. in Costa Rica, yeah. which is awesome. It'll be a little different here because it's going to be cold as shit, but yeah. I got my wetsuit, so it should be fine. And <laughs> It'll be exhilarating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we have a family, like we kind of have this like family property over in the Hood Canal area. And uh, so we're going to spend the 4th of July week there, which is super exciting. And then it's just chill. It's like every, it's kind of like this little, uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, the movie Snatch, you know, like the, uh, where they have with Brad Pitt, yeah. and where they have like the, um, what are they called? The Pikeys. We're kind of the Pikeys, but we're like better. <laughs> we're not that like ghetto. <laughs> But it's like everyone has trailers and RVs now. I grew up like camping there in tents and, you know, and everything. But now like everyone has RVs. So we all just like, it's like this cool little like camp community. And kids can just run around because like everyone sort of like just raises the kid, you know, like they just watch them and you like a kid shows up at your door or like around you just take them in, you know, hang out. It's just super fun. It's on a creek and everyone kind of like shares food and stuff. It's pretty fun. That yeah. sounds really fun. And then we're going to Hoback, uh on the coast of Washington at the Hoback. end of July. It's a reservation oh. and it's super cool. Like it's not the coolest camp. It's just kind of like a field where you can mm-hmm. camp on the inner reservation, but you're literally on the coast so like you can walk to surf and it's like it's you know it's the coast so it's it's good surf and everything and uh there's tons of like bald eagles and it's just like a really because you're really i think it's the furthest north west in washington i want to say it's like like the tip nia bay mm-hmm. so it's just south of that and then um another trip out to idaho to visit some family so just a lot of like local stuff but i love like i and love we plan on going back to costa rica within the next year like year. hopefully it's like january february next for year. more work with simply surf or? That's, the, yeah. that's the plan okay, i mean cool. we we built some relationships with actually kind of a lot of people there um there's a really cool gym called nalu um and they do kind of primarily like muay thai but now they they, they have like an edu portal they have yoga they nice. have a lot of stuff and it's also a resort so it's like really nice um uh lodging and um there's a, where else, who else did we, is there another, 
I forgot. For some reason, I thought there was another company. But there's just a lot of... It's just a small community that I kind of feel like, you know, we did a handful of, like, video and photos for kind of a few people. And uh, uh, it's a big yoga community there, too. It's huge for Mm -hmm. yoga. Uh, There's the Bodhi Tree Resort, which is, like, a new yoga resort, which is, like, super epic. It's, like, amazing. And uh, we both got to do yoga there, which was... You're in these, like... I don't know, 30 or 40 foot off the ground, like on a hill in the jungle, this like little shala. Like an open on, like, air canopy yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Super amazing. And like you're doing, and it's, the weird thing was, is it was so fucking hot everywhere there because we were there in like the hottest month of the year. But it was weird because like in these little shalas, it was open air and then it had fans to where it like had more of a breeze than anywhere else wow. I feel like I was Smart. unless you're at the beach. So the yoga there was like, I feel like the yoga I always dreamed of, you know, it's like Cuba's you can just posted when you guys were thinking about going yeah. that, uh, next year we want to do our, our 200 hour abroad and that would be a fantastic place to do it. Cause you could go and do it in a month long intensive, probably mm-hmm. three and a half weeks to a month. It's cool. Like, I mean, a like Yones Nasara is just like awesome. You yeah. know, it's, the... have you guys been to other parts of, of Costa Rica? I haven't, I haven't been Never at been all. Been no. Costa Rica. The most unique thing I would say about this particular place is a lot of Costa Rica in general is kind of protected Mm -hmm. for like uh, environmental reasons. Um, And so the beach in Guiones and mainly like up and down sort of like the coast, there are some like party towns, uh, Tamarindo, I believe is one of them. But uh, in Guiones, where we were, is you can't build anything for, was it 200 meters? Yeah. So 200 meters from the highest like tide or whatever. So there's zero restaurants, lodging. Mm. There's nothing on the beach. So when you go out there, you may get like two people trying to sell you like clay pots and a mug. But like we're, uh, when I was in... By two, you mean like 20. Every day they were out with the pots. <laughs> yeah, but like, okay, you're sitting on the beach They're not gonna for bug two you, hours. But they're definitely you'd out You'd maybe there. get like two people asking you if you want something. Mike got sold. Mike bought some clay shit Here's off the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. Story about that. So I was in Salida, Mexico in the fall on a surf trip and it was fucking insane. It was like... Non-stop. Oh my God, Mexico's everything. Yeah. It was so annoying and it was like, I felt bad, but I'm like, dude, like I'm just trying to... I'm literally... I just sat down. I'm just trying to chill and I, every second someone's trying to sell you something and they're aggressive they They really want to sell you whereas in Costa Rica they didn't really like they were much more mellow however let me give some advice to the people out there don't ever tell two salesmen that you'll buy something at a later date because then they'll come back yeah but here's the thing they were never together so it was always like, now I'm like choosing sides. So I, we were there for so long. They would see me. They knew my fucking name. Like I would be riding down the bike. I'm like, Miguel. And I'd be like, hey. They would ask me where he was. Miguel's yeah. surfing. I'm like, no, he's at work. I'm like, how do you even know? Like, yeah. Because I were, told them, I was like, oh, shit. I'm not going to buy something today. But I do, because we wanted to buy something for, you know, for like family. Like, you know, yeah, it's like, we didn't buy a bunch of stuff, but it was like, eh, let's get some clay pots from the guys walking around. Like that's semi-authentic. So anyways, I said I saw these guys. I looked at what they had. It was two buddies. I said, oh, not today, but we're here for a while. I'm going to eventually buy something. So then now, <laughs> everywhere I go, it's the one guy. It's either um, uh, Enrique or I forget the other guy's name, but it was Enrique and somebody else. And so then I would get 
you know, accosted by just the one. And he'd be like, Miguel. And he'd show me his backpack and I'd be all like, oh, no, not today. I don't have any cash, man, but like soon. And then I'd see the other guy, Miguel. And be like, oh, no, not today. So then one day it worked out perfectly. I was down at the beach. Uh, Enrique came over and, you know, I was like, shit, I actually have some cash. I was like, 10 bucks. Does that work? And he's like, yeah, did the whole thing. Then what happened is later that day I was riding home and the other dude saw me and he's like, Miguel. And I was like, oh, sorry. Like I bought from Enrique. And he's like, Miguel, (laughs) you said you would buy this. And he was like, really, he was like, he he was like, uh, uh, you know, a balance of like anger. I would say like a 25% anger, 75% sadness. So it was like, and it didn't stop just there. Like it was like, I'd see him more and he'd kind of be like, Miguel, as if there's like, like hope, you know, like I might, I might change my mind and buy a little extra. So don't do that. Yeah. Just first off, I would say, don't ever tell them you're going to buy something unless you're ready to buy it right then. Don't give them the like, maybe later. They're this not podcast Girl Scout could cookies. be brought to you by clay pots from Plagiones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's amazing. That's that, yeah. that's a, we just have never been anywhere long enough that we get harassed day in and yeah. day. <laughs> but the cool thing, oh, I totally got sidetracked. But the point of it was that, like, it's just super. It's it's like uh, it's very natural. Mm-hmm. Like you know, there's no. There's just not a bunch of crap, you know? So there was one strange restaurant that was able to get grandfathered in sort of like down the way. Um, but it's very, it doesn't feel That's like on the beach. Clubbish mm-hmm, or something. Like place, when I was in yeah. Salulita, literally 9 a.m. We went surfing and it was like, you know, from a club, apparently that was like just starting the day at nine. You know, you're like, good God, like I want to hear the ocean. I don't want to yeah. hear like, you know, Dylan Francis or whatever. So it... <laughs> That's what we loved about Guiones, I think, was just like the probably the best beach we'd ever been to. Yeah, for sure. Well, but. I followed along on Instagram stories, which I'm obviously a huge fan of you guys on Instagram stories. I don't. I, I don't think I ever miss any and li- I'm always the one that's like going back to and like oh, I gotta I gotta see that again because that was really funny. But what I definitely saw by that was you guys were definitely out there like in the middle of nowhere because I was watching all these videos and I'm like oh there's they're just it's very rural which is nice and yeah. i think that if you're going to go live somewhere for a stint of time it would be nice to do that how did your little one how did river do with all that so good mm-hmm. he did so good was that his first big flight too yeah we'd flown to palm springs before mm-hmm. that which, you know two and a half three hour flight mm-hmm. so this was a little bit um quite a bit longer but it was like a three hour flight to la and then from there like a five hour flight you know down to um San Jose and then a three and a half hour, three hour car ride. So it was like a long trip for him, but well for us, but he did great. He loved it down there. He loved the heat. Like he never got heat rash. He never got like super fussy. He slept super well. He started crawling down there. He started eating down there. Like everything, like he blossomed while we were down there. Yeah. He started the squinty face. Started that squinty face. A lot of stuff happened in those five (laughs) weeks. Everything happened. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. So, and they just loved him. You know, they just like, it's interesting because here, when I go out with him, you know, and like people I notice like try to touch him and like grab his feet and like, oh, how cute. You know, it's very like sweet, but it really pisses me off. Like, mm-hmm. why would you just touch like my kid? You know, yeah. I just I hate that. But down there, I don't know if it was because of like the language barrier, but they were just like, oh, gordito. Oy, oy. They would just like come up and if Which people means touch, like little fat guy. Yeah, little fat guy. <laughs> and like little like they would just gordito. call him all these nicknames and like touch his little cheeks and his feet. And it didn't like bother me at all. And there was this one hotel. Um. 
restaurant that we went to all the time called La Negra, which had a pool and um, you could just go. They had like an open bar and you could use the pool if you had like, you know, a drink or something. So we were there all the time and I befriended like the bartender and then the bartender's sister worked at the kitchen and she they both just loved him. And they would like I remember one day they like took him for me and they had him in the back, like in the kitchen area. And I was like, I love this. Like it was so it was such a different experience, you know, being there. Could you imagine that happening here? Like, no. I know it. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it, there's something about it that, like, you know, that culture has so much more of the community where, yeah. like, the family takes care of it. Exactly. Where, yeah. That's what we were saying early on in the podcast, where, like, you don't feel like that's as prominent here yeah. anymore. It's very yeah. independent here. Then, and I think, like, just to add to the sort of the super happy, you know, River had a really fun time in Costa Rica, it was also a pain in the ass because we were like mainly she was just kind of solo so it's like i'm working and she's on his schedule where he has to take a nap at like 9 a.m and then he has to take a nap at like 1 p.m and he also started taking three naps so you couldn't really like go anywhere for an extended period of time Mm -hmm. uh because you always had to sort of be back in an air-conditioned area for him to like sleep Mm because it was so hot and the other thing is like we never got to do stuff together really like we went on like two dates in five weeks yeah um and we never got to surf together you know so it's like definitely a different dynamic traveling with a kid uh, than it is, you know, like normally. I mean, we haven't even camped together, just us yet, which mm-hmm. I was just, we were just talking about that. I was like, we need to do a little, like at least a one night, just like just us. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like kids, you know, they, they take a lot of work and a lot of, they kind of dictate where the day goes. And so even though he was really like happy and good, it was, you know, there's several parties or like evening things that we couldn't go to cause we had to take him and go to bed and think, and we pushed it a couple times, but in general, like that's, that was the challenge. So I think getting either bringing a nanny, like a grandma or aunt or something with us on a future trip when we're like, you know, extended like that, Probably makes a lot of sense. Or you could bring a nanny that's also a yoga teacher that mm-hmm. could help you guys do mm-hmm. yoga and mm-hmm. take care of your baby. Yeah, <laughs> I like that idea. It there. was. I definitely did. Uh, I was like, "Fuck this! We need to do like get a nanny." You know, yeah. while we were down there, and I'd read up on Nosara nannies, and I'm like, they seem legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were down there, and we use them, and it's like I've never left him with anybody who wasn't family <clears throat> here in the states. So here we are, international. I don't know these people. I don't even know your last name. And you're like taking my kid for a couple hours, you know, but it all worked out great and it was fine yeah. and it was much needed because it was like, I need like a little bit of a break, you know? And so I got to do a little bit of yoga here and there or just go down to the beach. Cause if it, you know, if I'd gone without him, it would have been a completely, without river. I mean, it would have been a completely different experience for me, you know, and mm-hmm. getting out and, and going surfing with Mike yeah. and doing yoga. And yeah. it's just not, re- it's like fun, but it's not relaxing. It, like yeah, to take your kid to yeah. the beach. It's like fun. But it's a lot of work too. It's like don't eat that dog shit. Like, yeah. oh, quit eating that he sand. Ate a lot like, of sand. He ate yeah. so much sand. And the first few days we're like, oh my god, dude, like don't we're so panicked. Then we're like, all right, eat the sand if you eat the sand. Like, what's really the worst that can happen? He shat it out. And that's shat what he it did. out, and it was fine. But the yeah, like, and I think kind of like what you were saying is like it's more community and there's more trust. Like, dude, people would like we were at that La Negra and their credit card machine was down. And he was like, Hey, he's like, can you just come back later? Like tomorrow or something and pay? And I was like, yeah, that's cool. (laughs) And then we were, we wanted to get some coconut water, like fresh coconuts. And we didn't even like suggest that we didn't have any money. Like we were just like, 
I was like, hey, should we grab some coconut water real quick? And the guy was like, oh, you want to just pay me tomorrow? Maybe we looked poor. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, 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 And it was like, <laughs> what? Like, that's cool. Like, we can literally just come back tomorrow. Like, we didn't, we need, we had money, so we just paid him. But yeah. it was like, that would just like never happen here. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing that I noticed is like, everyone always said hello like That's construction so nice. workers whatever i mean smile eye contact eye contact you know? and what was weird is i kind of was like trying to figure out like is it i'm contributing to that like i don't do that at home like i should do that more often but the thing is people don't want to talk like mm-hmm. people don't want to make eye contact mm-hmm. and so i was in seattle because i was working uh right away and like that when we got back and I was like walking downtown Capitol Hill and I was like, no one would look at me. And I was trying to, I was like, I want to be, I'm going to be like, you know, uh, really intentional about like making eye contact and like saying hi. And it was like people had headphones in, they look right past you, they look down, they Seattle's look at their phone. much worse than yeah, a lot yeah. of places too. Yeah. I think it's partially the weather and everyone's depressed and it's <laughs> chilly and you're trying to get from one place to the next. But I think it's, it's really bad around here. Yeah, it's, they yeah. call it the Seattle freeze or whatever. I never yeah. like noticed it as much. But I mean, I feel like when I'm in LA or whatever, I feel it's the same though. I don't, I just feel like in general, Americans are just very very independent mm-hmm. you know which and i think we're that way too but it was something i didn't realize how much i enjoyed like saying hello yeah. to people more and like shop owners would be like eh, like every day they would see us yeah. and they'd wave you know and it's just like that's cool like it's in just new like a zealand, nice thing that was such a beautiful thing yeah. in new zealand is everybody was so genuinely friendly mm-hmm. and eager to be helpful i think we had just gotten there and our hotel wasn't going to be ready for us and we were exhausted and jet lagged and we're like standing on a corner trying to figure out where we were going to go and this super sweet guy just comes up and he's like hey where are you from where are you trying to go here let me help you out and we're like whoa and it was like that the whole time yeah people were just really really every single person you walk past makes eye contact says hello maybe has a conversation with you and it took us both a yeah. second to figure out like oh we're supposed to respond mm-hmm. yeah like, like what? what's going on yeah it's a little much early on first yeah. Yeah. like whoa i have to respond to every person mm-hmm. all right but then don't you find yourself i mean i think it i find myself realizing you know, sometimes you get caught in some conversations where like, Jesus Christ, I just want to go. I just want to buy this Gatorade. And <laughs> yeah. I, want, I don't want to sit here and talk about the world with you. But I find myself wanting to like help people. Like when people right. start helping me of like where to go or recommendations or just saying hello, like I find myself wanting to say hello or help other people. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it feeds off each other. So it's like when that doesn't happen at all, then you're stuck in this place where you will like Google something at a register instead of just like asking the person that works <laughs> yeah. at the store. You know, you're like checking for like the inventory at Target, like online while you're in Target instead of just like asking the worker like, hey, do you guys carry this thing? <laughs> or you'll you know? walk around like 17 aisles looking yeah. for that thing and you'll walk past four people but totally. you still want to talk to them. Yeah. The thing about that, there was I don't know, this is, a, this is a bird walk from that, but like the other day we were in Target, I think, or where were we? Where's it Target? It's department store. I think it was Target. And I was, we were looking for something specifically, but I kept thinking that it wasn't their department. So like, <laughs> it's pointless know. to fucking yeah. ask you because you know when you're like in a store and you're like, hey, like, where's the cereal? And they're like, Duh, I don't know. That's a <laughs> breakfast department. And you're like, what? You don't know? Like, this you happened, work here? This, I did this yesterday when I went to Hobby Lobby, which I know like we have this discussion about shopping at Hobby Lobby and getting stuff because I'm not quite sure what their anti- 
think something. they were like anti-gay. Anti- and, something, yeah. I don't know. But I was in there anyway, and I saw this old lady, and I was looking for adhesive mirrors for the camper. You know, I'm like, oh, oh maybe yeah. they have them here. Like, you know, for lockers, they have like mirrors that, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, mirrors that stick. We're looking for one for the camper. So if anybody out there knows, Hit email preja at gmail.com. But anyway, yeah, so I'm in Hobby Lobby, and I see this old lady like um, doing the price tags on like yarn. And my first instinct was like, I'm not going to ask her because she doesn't look like she's going to know the answer. And I was like, no, that's ageist. Like, yeah. I did this whole thing in my head, this conversation. And I was like, Priya, just go ask her. So I went and asked her, do you know if you have adhesive mirrors? And she's like, I have no idea. She's like, I don't know. Go down. Look that way. And I was like, well, what aisle? Like, what direction am I going? And she just like pointed me to a corner. Long story short, they didn't have it. But. I was proven, you know, so right in that moment. On Saturday, <laughs> we had our first like silent disco, silent DJ, silent disco, I guess we'll call it, where you're, you know, you're at a park, people are walking by, there's a bunch of people doing yoga with headsets, mm-hmm. Jordan's DJing, they're hearing, here's his music and my teaching voice, right? It was a really cool dynamic thing, we fucking loved it. But when we got there, the DJ, the silent disco people coordinators forgot a cord and we had a bunch of the cords at home but weren't communicated that we needed it and so jordan like has this little freak out moment where he's like wow we gotta get the cord and but it was sunday morning at like 9 45 like nothing's open mm-hmm. we're up at cal anderson park and so he's like trying to figure out the closest places that might possibly have it and i'm like well let's call and make sure ahead of time before you're running and of course on the phone they have no clue or they immediately say no we don't have it mm-hmm. and so you so it's an rca cable yeah it's literally the red and white cord into mm-hmm. another red and white mm-hmm. cord like super easy everyone should have an rca cord like <laughs> walgreens duh it'll have it so i go to like walk over she's like no 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 call first so i call walgreens like no Oh, sorry we don't have that i'm like ah oh, okay so i like call someone else and like call them wait on hold for a little while i'm like i just eventually start walking i was like i'm just gonna walk there and find it and I call another place and they're like yeah i don't think we have anything like that uh third place call and they're like yeah well like all of our brands are rca like all the cords are rca <laughs> but i don't know which one's actually like an rca to rca and i was like ah, oh, jesus it's like it's just the red and white she's like mm, yeah we don't have that and i was like okay well i'm like two minutes away from your store so i'll be right there and i like walk in and i like find the lady start talking i was like can you show me where the cords are she walks me over and i'm like yeah see that cord right there oh, god <laughs> the only difference was it had a yellow one so it was like mm. the the video the video adapter too. r.i.p radio shack yeah. <laughs> i know i mean right? how <laughs> like they would have known they, they were yeah totally known. And, uh, but yeah it's just that Radio that classic Shack. just like people like aren't really they don't really give a shit yeah they're not really like they're not used to getting phone calls on like hey does this exist and they're not really super down to like but don't you think a lot of that's cultural because if you were in costa rica like they would have been over <laughs> backwards to make sure you got the pottery the clay pot that you needed exactly like, <laughs> you need the specific clay pot yeah oh, oh i'll be back tomorrow yeah. and yeah. you're gonna have that pot i if mean i have to make it tonight yeah that's an independent <laughs> business owner though you know they'll True. Call, but True. i think i don't know if we would have got <laughs> who did you just call that becky you had a great becky does not care becky didn't give a shit court. yeah or the super nasara i was trying to buy something like Tylenol or something. Sinus. Oh, you needed sinus medicine. I was like, yeah, I was having like a sinus headache and I was, it was like not going to happen. You know, like in Costa Rica, I was like trying to talk to him about like, hey, uh, can we get, do you have like sinus medication? They're just like, I don't know. 
<laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know either, so I'm just not going to buy it. Who but, did you say that you just yeah, spoke speaking to Speaking of phone, phone calls, though, so we just, uh, man, just keep going back to the camper. <laughs> uh, we just got airbags uh, suspension for the camper, so Ooh. it just levels it out just a little mm, bit. Nice. It was just slightly unlevel, and it's supposed to help with kind of like ride and, you know, turning and stuff. So anyways... This company, Airlift, shout out to Airlift. You could also sponsor the Gravity Lift podcast. <laughs> I mean, it goes really Gravity well. Gravity Lift, yeah. yeah. Yep. Sponsored by Airlift <laughs> to level things out. Uh, the So I called them because I was like, you know, I don't know if like, should we store the RV with or the truck with like air in the bags? Because it says, you know, you should check the pressure and blah, blah, blah. And I don't, they're literally just like, I'm trying to think what they look like. I don't know. Just, do you have any... They look like those fireplace fanner thing. Kind of look like a fireplace uh, fanner, like yeah. you know, so like it's basically like a cylinder, like an accordion almost. Exactly, yeah, it's probably like mm, seven inches tall by like maybe four inches wide, like a cylinder, right? And they fill up with air. They go in between your frame and the axle, so it just like it rises, you know, raises up the bed of the right. truck off the axle. Anyways, so anyways, I was like, just had a question, and I was like, ah, instead of googling it, because like sometimes I just get tired of like forums and like mm-hmm. research and everyone. It's like you get like two hundred four star reviews, and then you get like the two one star reviews. And and you're, you're like, so I don't focused know. On the two yeah. stars. Totally. I can't order <laughs> so this him. thing. Two people Damn didn't it. like it, so I'm probably gonna hate it. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, you know, I'm just the manual came with a number on it. I'm just gonna call these guys. So I called them, and of course, it was like a super long wait, or not? Not of course. I was really surprised that it was a super long wait because I was like, how many people are calling this airbag suspension? <laughs> no one. Company they just want you to go online. On so there's only one person to call. <laughs> That's what you'd think. So it was like your number eight, and you know, and then it was like. Oh. Like you're number seven at just kind of wow. That's but that's kind of like a lit, you know. That's yeah. like a, could be a long wait. So I was, it's like if you at any time you want the, someone to call you back, just leave your number, leave a message. So I was like, I'm gonna try it. So I leave a message. They call me back probably like three hours later, and I asked him the question. He was just like, like it was a guy who like clearly knows this pro- like has used this product. He's in Michigan, like where these things are from, you know. And it was like. I just I was like, well, why have you on the horn here? I got yeah. a couple other questions yeah. for you. He's like, yeah, shoot them over. Bring it on. And we had this conversation for like, I don't know, like eight minutes. And then I was like, it was kind of, you know, it's like had all my answers. And I was like, hey, I just, I just want to say like, this was pretty cool. Like not <laughs> often do people like, I can't really get people on the phone about a product that's not like some remote customer service representative going through a script. Tells you to turn it on and yeah. off again. Yeah, like yeah. you literally, Wait 30 like, seconds. he was so helpful. And I was like, that's, it's like super cool. I just want to say like, thanks. He's like, yeah, we try to do our best over here. And I was like, man, I, like I want more of that shit. Cause that was Agreed. just like, it's really exciting. Uh, um, speaking of reviews, by the way, online reviews, this is a little bit off topic, but we recently went to um, a friend's wedding over in Spokane. And um, as a wedding gift, we got them a chin um, dildo. Shut up. You weren't supposed... I mean, they're not. They're probably not going to listen. If they do, they'll know it's from us. But I highly recommend getting. <laughs> you didn't like, say who it was from. <laughs> no, we just leave it. Like no tag or anything, right? Just leave it with the gifts. And uh, the reason why I'm talking about this is because did you call it a chindo or just say a chin dildo? Chin dildo, but it's called so a chindo. Out of touch. I feel like I'm a pretty like progressive sexual person, but I have no idea that that was a thing. I only I mean, know about it from a workaholics. Niche product. Is it? Uh, yeah, that's how oh, I know about it. Workaholics. They sell them on Amazon, which I didn't know. Amazon has a whole like sex toy yeah. department, so that was new to me. But the point is like reading the reviews on all of these sex toys on Amazon <laughs> is fucking oh, yeah. gold. So if you're ever, you <laughs> okay. know. Oh, there's some great if you're ever interested. What was what, so good. the one that 
Well, the, I was looking up another thing, a little like pocket pussy thing. Just I got like deep in the. Well, it's Father's Day coming up here, you know. So <laughs> I was looking at I was looking at all kinds of stuff, but someone's comment was, or it was like, what is it? Out of four stars or five stars on Amazon? Five stars. Five stars, and all they wrote was came buckets. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Wow. So yeah, that was our wedding gift. And we never heard, they never asked us if it was us. So I don't know what they thought about like getting this gift. I hope they're How using it. How do you it strap that on for the chin? Does it go like up the like Around the back of the head. I think okay. it's like a like a rubber elastic. There has to be something that goes up though too. It has to go up because if it's this low and the leverage of your head, yeah. I feel it's like, like it would stay. Oh. I'll, I'll, I'll show you a picture okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, before we leave. It kind of comes, yeah. That makes sense. Maybe we can get sponsored by Childo. <laughs> Chindo. Chindo. <laughs> Childo, I like oh, that. Oh, and what was it called? It was called Face, the brand was Face Face Fuck. fuck. <laughs> What? Yeah. Oh my yes. God. Gold. Cleverly. Made. Gold. Man, I have been way too busy working. I have not. Been I thought you were saying I've been waiting for this product. <laughs> yeah. No, way too busy. Like I have like registry. I feel out of touch on the. Oh no. Yeah, because your wedding's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> well. Well, if if we get some obnoxious gift that does not have a tag, now we know it's wrong. You might know. Super fun. Yeah. Chindo. Chindo, childo with the chindo. Yeah. Yeah, see, I kind of like the childo because yeah. I feel like it could be memed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like sure. a chill dildo? How do you do that? Yeah. You freeze it, right? <laughs> oh. No, that, you took the right. chin. It's more of like your, your, your energetics are chill. I'm childo with the chindo. Oh. Like you're down. Oh. oh. Childo. Oh. Down with the chindo. Yeah. yeah. I think it started when our uh, when we got married. Our friend was like, what would you like for you know your wedding gift? And we were like, oh, we don't need anything. And then I said a double, double, uh, double sided dildo, like as a joke. And then that's what he got us. <laughs> we re gifted it. We like hid it in our friend's photography bag and he was going to do a shoot. And yeah. So have it. you guys spoken to them since you got them that gift? Uh, online yeah like through instagram yeah. and stuff like okay we've the thing been is, in touch though, but, but they, only nothing. in public forum areas yeah because they probably know if, if you, I don't if know, they they got you a, a double-sided dildo oh no no no, oh, they, no they, the friend who gave it to us oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay. oh i know who these gave it guys, to us <laughs> yeah these guys i mean it's kind of an eclectic group of friends i'd say yeah. like i don't Those think we best. would be like obvious that it was us i think there's like definitely a, a, a could handful be a of suspects of yeah gotcha. i would say that's like our friends group we should start doing that yeah it's great Just get random sex toys for all of our friends for yeah. random gifts or yeah. even write like from mom or something <laughs> you know like write from someone that like it would just be really weird from you know you could do that for fun. a white elephant you know like make it real weird yeah we did like a a sex toy white elephant gift this mm -hmm. last christmas and so like everyone, everyone brought, brought some something. sort oh. of or drugs yeah. oh oh yeah so it, was, it was like a it was a mixture it was like a mature rated one i think they just called it like black elephant party yeah like that's interesting it had to be either sexual or intoxicating so somebody in brought like a bag of mushrooms yeah. we brought like alcohol there were a bunch of different mm. sex toys like dildos and lube what'd you guys end up with yeah what'd you get a full lube kit it yeah. was like it was like it was this a whole big, like, like two kit. foot tall like cylinder of like massage lube oils and like powders like Dusting powders. Yeah. Oh. What's the powders? I don't know. It was, like, it was like a flavored powder, I guess, that you could like sprinkle yeah, over. Yeah. Well, you had like, like a little like um huh. like, like a feather, feather duster. duster. Yeah. 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 Dust Something about like powder. oh, I'm gonna put chocolate syrup on you. It's like oh, I'm gonna feather dust some powder on you and lick it off, and just a bunch of random stuff. It was a fun party stuff. for yeah. sure. And then the next night we went to a different white elephant party that was 
definitely like fun and entertaining, but there we happened to get the one gift that was like a a sock and a thing of lube, like in this beautiful velvet box. Mm. And we were like, what? A sock? <laughs> a sock. Yeah. Think like about for it. For a dude. But just a sock. Yeah. yeah. Like they made it. Yeah, no. it was a gift box they put together. It was like okay. a velvet box, and they put like this big thing of lube. Was and then it like these, a like... used like? <laughs> I guess I've seen like some like off white like tube sock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this was oh, a this was nasty. like an American <laughs> like nasty. pride sock. So yeah, it was like America. Oh, wow. I don't yeah. think it was used, but it could have been. No, they yeah. were new socks. Yeah. It was okay. a new sock. Okay. Oh, there's multiple socks. I think it's a pair of socks. No, no, it is just the one sock. See, that's sure. a weird it's thing. It's just, just one sock. sock. <laughs> Where's the other sock? It's just in our They're pile of like yeah. gifting things. Yeah, yeah. Like they got a two for one lube and then one pack of socks yeah. and kept yeah. the single sock and the other pack of lube. Yeah. Yeah, see? I feel like you guys have a very entertaining friends crew that are similar to ours. So I like that. You ca- It's got to keep it yeah. interesting because when you're in it's a diverse. couple and you have a kid mm-hmm. and you're like in this, mm, we'll just call it life of sort of monotony and mm-hmm. not that it has to be, but it can be for a lot of people. Um, it's nice to have like your crew of friends that you can go and be like, all right, we're just going to go be dumb or be silly mm-hmm. and just have fun. And are those people in a similar uh, stage of life are they married do they have kids or is it more like your single friends that have kind of all still corralled together um all of the above actually yeah because yeah, some of our friends like we all a lot of us got married within like a year of each other mm-hmm. had kids within a year of each other so there's that group and then there's still some like single friends that we have that are just kind of like we just like hear their tinder stories and you know we just kind of like yeah we're the sounding board for that yeah so yeah I think it's like, all over what was also interesting when we we're in costa rica was you start thinking about like how you won't see like friends and family because you're so far away but then we we're like how often do we really actually see friends and family mm-hmm. and there was definitely some family was like oh we actually see them like weekly okay that would be hard but then we're like fuck like our friends just moved back to Chicago and we were like so bummed because they they moved here only a few years ago and I met I met the guy Mitch and uh we just became like super good friends like he was just one of those dudes kind of like you guys like we just sort of became clicked yeah close right and uh so when we caught the news we're like oh my god like we were both like really bummed because they're also like recently married and they just had their kid is like I think six months ahead or something like that of Mm -hmm. river so it was like oh no like that's such a bummer and I was like so they live in Mount Lake Terrace. They moved up here recently, actually a year ago because of housing prices. We've seen them, I think, once in like in Mount Lake Terrace. Like we went over there to see their new place like You might seven see them more ago. now that they're further away. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like put in more effort. So to like friends in general, we don't I feel like there's a handful of people we kind of see uh on a regular basis. But other than that, I feel like Honestly, like you just get so busy. Do you think that's so part of baby life or was it like that even before? I think that's part of it. But I also think and what we realized when we were in Nosara was like everybody's super close. And so for Mike going to work, it's like a 10 minute bike ride. You know what I mean? And everybody like lives super close. So you would see the same people more frequently. Whereas here, it's like even if you have to try to make plans to get together with people, it's like, let's try to do a brunch. But then you got to think like everybody's schedule and like drive time and traffic. And so it just becomes this much bigger situation than, hey, let's just like meet up at the beach later or let's like meet up at such and such a place. So that it's... There's a lot of like serendipity that happens like in a small beach town or just a small town in general because you're like, 
you know, like she's going to go to the store and then she just doesn't come back for like an hour. I'm like, hey, what happened? She's like, oh, I ran into so-and-so. We ended up getting a glass of wine. You know, nice. like that just kind of like... I love that. That can happen where it's like where we, you know, everything has to be so thought out. Like she was saying, it's like, oh, we want to go visit our friends that live in Capitol Hill. It's like, okay, so we have a window in an evening after traffic before it gets too late you know like Mm -hmm. you're like okay that day doesn't work now you know like there's just so many restrictions so i think part of it is just because of where we live like this region is really big and like you guys live in fucking woodenville you know in in, like to some people they don't even know that exists like in washington and there's farms out here which is like awesome it's super cool but so i like that about this area like it's cool that you don't have to go you know, for hours to just get to somewhere so different, but at the cost of like, you don't see people maybe as much because it is such a journey to get to where, you know, to where they are, to where you are. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it just takes a lot of effort. Do you guys feel like you have much of a community out here in Woodenville proper? No. Or, yeah. No. no. All of our friends pretty much are in Seattle. And mm-hmm. so that there's times where we get not, we don't necessarily feel left out, but we have these moments where like, oh, like all these people are always hooking up and like doing happy hour or barbecuing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we feel sort of left out. But at the same time, like it's because of us. It's because we don't we're not going to go out there on a Tuesday night and deal with traffic. It's not and, a quick Uber ride. Yeah, for like, sure. Let me just hop over there. It's like all right, 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back. That's not including traffic. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, pretty hey. isolated out here. But I think that's a good thing for us right now because the way that we're trying to move our careers and our lives, like we we don't necessarily need to be out doing all the things all the time. It's I think it's helped us hunker down a little bit and focus on family. I mean, my kids are teenagers. They both have had a rough last uh, 15 years or so <laughs> dealing with a lot of traumas in their life and, you know, divorces and things. And I feel like we've made a lot of progress in the last year of just like being here and being connected, even though we travel a lot and we do other things when we're not gone, we're like here mm-hmm. and we're, we're in it and we're all really close to each other. And, and then when we do go out, it tends to be pretty late at night. We rarely go out before 10 PM. Mm. Uh, for us, it's like, you know, there's a show we're going to or he's playing a show. And so it's a lot more like leave here around 10, get home between two and four. Mm. (laughs) Right. So we're on a really different schedule than a lot of people that we know on the east side. It's definitely more of a Seattle life style, I would say. And then, um, yeah, out here, it's just all of our friends that do live out this this way are a lot more just in the they get up super early. They go to Mm -hmm. bed really early. Maybe they have kids, maybe not. But there's just kind of more in that nine to five work life and um yeah and we're kind of not really at this point but we love hanging out with other people and i know we say it every time we see you guys but i want to hang out with you guys um just like socially because like Mm -hmm. mike you and i met through work through Mm -hmm. cody and um i wanted to touch on that really quick before we have to wrap all this up um because i get asked a lot when people see the video and they find out about my experience they're like how did you do that that video was so amazing and i i love it and i'm like i had nothing to do with it but thank you because i had everything to do with it well i mean yeah i had the shitty experience and the amazing experience of like going through all of that but um the actual final product I was just as surprised as everyone else to like see it all come together the way it did. And I remember the day that um, we first met you, wherever that was, kind of up by your house, I think. It was like some Mount Lake Terrace. Yeah. Well, we had met super brief uh, at a 
filming you guys came to. I think oh, it was right. like Dylan, Dylan or somebody. Werner's. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And you guys were up front, handstanding, <laughs> humble bragging in the front. I totally forgot he was even up <laughs> that. Yeah. These guys. So we had kind of like, you yeah. know, met briefly. But then, yeah, we chatted. I mean, that project, I would say, is one of those like typical uh, films that for whatever reason they just tended like drag on like yeah. for cuz that was like almost a year probably <laughs> like which it is crazy it took a long time to to do the whole yeah. all the shoots and it's edit just like it all planning and i think concept and story and all that stuff i think um that's probably one of my weaknesses is just like i think i just like time to work on stuff like that like i like to figure out where's the perfect place to do this and where's the, you know, what's the, what's going on in your life right now to tell mm -hmm. that story, what's going on in my life. And so it doesn't really work from a business point of view most of the time to take like a year on a video. But I mean, I think, uh, it was definitely many people's effort for sure. Sonny at Cody, mm -hmm. uh, was, had chatted with you guys at some event and she was super excited about sort of your story. Mm -hmm. And so she connected us and it was at a time of sort of, uh, content creation at Cody where we were sort of in a transition. And so it sort of, it was like not necessarily high priority. We we're kind of trying other stuff. And then we got back to more like just storytelling. Right. And then it became more of like, Hey, like maybe we should revisit this. And Sonny had brought it up again. And then we had, chatted about your story and I was like holy shit this is like a really there's a lot going on because mm -hmm. at that time it wasn't just the surgery um that was was big for you right then like you guys were sort of like doing the u-dub thing mm -hmm. and like you just you guys had a lot going on I was like whoa like I need to digest and like how do how like what is the story yeah. yeah like do you try to tie it all together or do we just focus in on one thing and so when we did the interview, we touched on a lot of things too, but like it definitely was more focused on let's, let's just tell the story mainly because we felt like there was enough people out there that could relate to it, whether or not they had gone through this particular like, you know, surgery, like right. implant removal mm -hmm. or explant, I should say, that I learned. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and also it was like a sensitive topic. Like not everybody was comfortable like talking about it or seeing, you know, right. a boob with like a implant removed and like a nippleless boob. You know, like right. there's a lot of like sensitive is like, is this a comp like is this something that we can do as a company? Like is this a statement we want to make? And so there was just like, like that that was a lot of like the internal like, you know, conversation happening around it. But it was cool that we like Cody was like super supportive and they were like these are the kind of stories that we want to tell. Right. Which is really cool. So, yeah, I mean, we had the interview and thank God Jordan was there stoking the fire, making it like 85 <laughs> oh, degrees that you can't tell in that interview. Uh, and the, it was actually so hot, the camera overheated. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, I do remember. And that shut down. Um, <laughs> but we had ambiance. So we that, did. That's it what's looked, important. <laughs> it looked good. And what's always funny about that is like you end up seeing like maybe 10% of the interview in right. the video because you have all the visuals <laughs> over it. You know, you're like, God, we, why did we take so long setting up this interview? Um, but yeah, then the interview took a long time to cut because it was right kind of at like, I think it was around Christmas time or something. I think it was the holiday or something. So there's a break. Yeah. Or, or no, 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 it was, it was paternity leave. It was That's paternity what, leave. Yeah, basically it was like a holiday. spring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we filmed mainly in like May, I think mm -hmm. in June. And then we, uh, I went on a month long, you know, paternity leave. So it was like, it just was like this long drawn out thing. But then um, 
yeah, I guess in general, I would just say there was a ton of people involved. Uh, you know, I get to take a lot of credit a lot of the times when there's, you know, the people in the edit, the people in the production setting things up. Uh, that one in particular was pretty, it was cool because they did just sort of give me the, you know, space to get, be like, I trust you're going to make something cool. So yeah. a lot of it was like just me and you coming up doing with. stuff. Like it was pretty I remember like, hands the, off. the day where I got the text like, so I got this underwater camera. Yeah. <laughs> Would you be willing to do? And I was like, dude. I'm down like yeah. whatever you want whatever you want like at the, and and for me like I know in the in the work efficiency end of it it probably felt like maybe to them or to you like shit I gotta wrap this up one of these days but like I was in no rush I kind of loved that it really took a long time to do and and if anything like looking back on that initial interview it was still really early in the recovery process for me so I feel for you and the amount of editing that probably needed to be like sorted through because I was still trying to compile my thoughts and feelings mm -hmm. on all of it it was really early and now we are a year later than that and it's a lot easier for me to vocalize to people um, in a way that's a little bit more succinct. And um, and then just the recovery, like it just every month was very different and it kept changing and evolving. And so I kind of like that it took a while because mm -hmm. I feel like you can really see that in it. And and the amount of people that have reached out to me because of that and because of the finite way that you guys created a message that was really powerful and supportive and loving and not like oh look at the scary thing that can happen if you fuck with your body like it was done really tactfully which I appreciate and um I love like the turning point moment when I step off the dock and like the whole f kind of beginning of the video is kind of sad and darker mm -hmm. and you can tell it's like this like building intensity and then step off the dock and then there's just like this shift and then the second half is lighter and the music's up and the brightness and we're doing acro and it just like I when I watch it every time I feel that like, mm -hmm. oh, like yeah. that's when things got easier and I love that you guys captured that and so when when you're putting together the final product and you have moments like that like this turning point in the story telling is that you saying I want it to look like this is that the editor going like this is how it should be or how how did that come together I'm curious about that creative process yeah I mean it depends on I mean that particular project it I mainly cut like the interview so I actually took it upon myself to just make the story because it was a little too heavy yeah. for the editor to like just come in as like uh, someone that doesn't have any like emotional, you know, connection to the story to like really get like what parts are going to have, you know, what to leave in, what to leave out. Right. So I just, I did it. But he, then Jeff, my buddy at Cody, he was more of like the visual, like he really helped shape, like, and we collaborated a lot on like the ideas of like how to visual. When um, this scene's going to come exactly. in. And yeah, that yeah. was super powerful. But in in general, it was like, I'd help with the ideation. Like we'd both kind of collaborate on like, oh, we should show this kind of thing. So then that would like add to the shot list or like, could we go underwater? Like, is that cool? And yes, then we can. <laughs> basically he would take it and sort of just like shape it in the edit. And so, but as far as like that message and sort of the turning point, it's kind of just something that like happens, yeah. you know, in, in, I think like, well, you know, with, with Jordan making music or like mixes or whatever, it's like to be like, did you know you were going to be like, to like change the vibe, <laughs> mm -hmm. like at like right at midnight, like maybe sometimes, but like 
whatever led you to click on that other song and to like slowly bring it in at that moment like you're just kind of like feeling it out and uh so part of it is just that like you're just sort of watching sometimes it's by mistake you Mm -hmm. know like honestly you put you're like messing with a bunch of songs and you're kind of like putting them in and one song like has a transition at a moment and you're like holy shit that just made this like point in the story that actually wasn't really mm-hmm. a change but like now it kind of sounds like it was you know right. so there's all these like happy little mistakes that can kind of happen that help just like move you along right and i think that's this that was this project a lot it was like you know i made a pass then i made sure to get like a, hel- a handful of like female you know eyes on it because it's like a very obviously like yeah woman's story you know right. so it was like i don't want to be like controlling this story 100 percent. like is this Smart. the right language and blah, blah blah so then a couple of like producers at cody helped with that um and so but like as far as the transformation i think i'd probably say you know me cutting that story in that way and then jeff really like honing in on like the change with like the music and the visuals and like the pacing to like arrive there i would Mm -hmm. yeah that's kind of do you bring any of this home like priya when he's working on a long project like this that's like pretty like less yoga training or kettlebell training and more like a story like are you aware of it are you guys like are you giving feedback are you part of any of that i'm aware of it Mm -hmm. a lot of it because it's a lot of um Mike has to like talk things out a few times, multiple times to like get things the way that he needs it in his head, you know? And so if he gets stuck, like just having him come in and talk about it and just like saying things out loud, I mean, that actually like covers a lot of our relationship, you know, just that's how he deals with things. But uh, no, I knew about, I knew about your project and then I know about pretty much all the projects that he's working on. Then when he gets stuck, you know, I'll come and watch stuff or like give feedback you know and just give like another pair of eyes on certain things because I don't know how much that helps but I think I think it adds some sort of value you know to have yeah and I think that's a sensitive I think with anything creative like when you learn how to take feedback I think you just like that's like a monumental step I had like for me it was and I'm still not great at it, but I'm way better than I used to be. When I used to, when I started making videos like professionally, I would ship things off for like a review as if it were final every time. And then you get this, like, and then they get it as it's like, hey, this is V1. Like you're, the context of them getting the video is like, cool, this is like the rough edit of this thing that's going to become a masterpiece like, and then <laughs> you're sending it as like here's this masterpiece yeah. that I've sent all the spent all this time on there's no need for further editing and it was like getting this feedback and like something that takes 5 seconds in an edit like you just it every line item of change is like 10 hours of work in your yeah. head you know so you get this like list of things like hey let like nine seconds let's change this for this like at 24 seconds do you have anything like this and in your head you're like oh my god they hate it they hate me fuck them like (laughs) this is going to take me 10 days and then the turning point for me is one day i i like time myself and how long it's going to take for all these edits and it was like something ridiculous like seven minutes for this like whole page of feedback and i was like it was like a crazy awakening of like whoa there's a lot going on in my head that isn't real you know that like i'm taking all this stuff really personal and so that story there was a lot of feedback uh whereas like oh we shouldn't have this or this and i'm like i fucking cut this story i interviewed her like i know what the good story is and then but i had to be like no but you're like you're a female and you have this totally different perspective than me and i need to really be open to that and so like 
same thing with like when I ask Priya for feedback, it's hard, especially when it's like your partner, because like you have the different dynamic anyways. But getting her feedback is like super helpful because it's this like, A, she's going to be honest. She's not going to like lie and say that something's good if it's not. And B, it's like it's usually I'm making stuff for the general world to see if she being in the general world if it doesn't make sense to her then it's like it's failing right it's Mm -hmm. like if the person that's hiring you gets it that's really not the goal like of course they get it because it's their thing right but it's yeah it's like so when you're when you're talking about yoga if you're just talking to a bunch of yogis but this video is for like entertainment purposes or to inspire people it's like no one knows what bakasana is right that's like doesn't do yoga you know like you just you can't you have to appeal a certain way so i think like feedback um and actually having priya as like a reference and hopefully the plan is to like someday rope her in to the production world more and more and we've been kind of playing with that i love that trying it's hard but um yeah, I think it's like, how do we, and then getting River with like on sound or Family something. Family business, you know? dude. We're trying to take yeah. this shit on the road. We are all about that. Yeah, I totally for sure. agree. When we went in that day to go see the final product, when I was, that was December or something, I was so nervous and I it suddenly became really real to me. Like, I think the whole time it just felt like this great release of me being able to talk to somebody about it and having someone else that was interested in it and also felt like it was an important story to tell and then I had this moment where I was like oh wait this is actually going to come out and people are going to see it and I handed over a really personal part of my life to someone I barely know and then beyond you like whoever's editing it I was like really nervous because I had no idea what the tone of it was going to be what the what I had no clue and I think he, of course, as always, was trying to be like, it's going to be great and you're mm. going to love it. And, but then he was even like, Phew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. And, and, and it was a really emotional for me and then super overwhelming for like a good six months after that came out because I was just bombarded with messages yeah. from people either I already know or who knows somebody who's gone through something or p- people I have no idea who they are and they would just end up in my other box on Facebook and that got a little bit overwhelming at first but then I figured out how to kind of manage it and and made myself remember that I'm not the go-to person for this like mm. I was the person that helped spread some awareness but like I don't need to know all of the technical perf- like details of what they should do for their body and instead I just like compiled like a lot of easy go-to resources that I could just give to them and mm-hmm. say here these are some resources you know and everyone just wanted to like tell me their story so mm-hmm. I was getting a lot of like really extensive or almost daily like can we meet for coffee and Mm -hmm. i'm like i think that's so sweet and i would love that i I could do that but i can't do that because there's just like i can't go meet every person who's going a full-time job yeah yeah and but i felt it was a little bit torn at first because i was like well is that part of the responsibility Mm -hmm. of what i'm doing and then i had to kind of figure out what that boundary was for me and then, like I said earlier, every once in a while it gets reinvigorated where somebody else has shared it. And then there's this whole new group of people mm-hmm. who are like, oh, what is this? And I just think that what the way you guys put it together was 
perfect. And I've definitely gotten some criticism, especially from the breast implant illness community, because they kind of feel like quite a few of them are like, well, why didn't you go into specifics? And Mm -hmm. why aren't you spreading awareness about how toxic these things are in people's bodies? And it's not just that your your, uh, explant went poorly and there was uh, complications. Like, why aren't you talking more about like how bad they are mm-hmm. to put in your body in the first place and um so i got i've definitely gotten a lot of critiques from that but um i it didn't really bother me i just kind of rerouted them I was like look like that wasn't the point of this project yeah. and yeah i definitely do speak out when i can and get involved in conversations all the time when people are posting on their facebook like oh shopping for boobs mm-hmm. i'm like actually just an fyi <laughs> <laughs> it's a much bigger topic but yeah. we live in kind of like an outrage community at yeah. the moment totally. right now where people are just like looking for a way to kind of shove something down someone's throat because they're so passionate about it. But that's what I think was so cool about this is like it actually did it in the right way because it allowed this kind of broader level idea that could resonate with more individuals overall that can then ask questions, look deeper, find their specific way. I think people just get so excited about something that's they think is theirs and that's their that's their uh, I don't know purpose in this world is to like really drive home that topic but instead you just alienate more people yeah than you really do help and you piss them off I think that's the other thing is like don't attack me because we have a different opinion like educate me or like inspire me and I think that's that was the challenge with that project because it was like we talked a lot about, like you had a lot of things to say about, you know, how bad they were and this particular surgeon and Mm -hmm. all these things. But it was like, is it doing, like, is it moving it further? Is it like, is it reaching more people because of that? Or is it actually, are we like losing people because they might... Ooh, that is the that is the uh, <laughs> apparently the we're wrap done. up. We well, do what's actually. Funny is that no okay. one else can hear that. Oh no way! <laughs> so no one else could hear that random little oh, pop up. You there. should pop it in there but just so <laughs> that's hilarious. Know. Yeah, you could do it and post it. That was crazy. Uh, Why did that? Come it was on? just because it was still soloed from a previous project. <laughs> but yeah, I think in general, it's like it's cool when you know you can try to reach more people. It's like you're not. You know, I think like you said, we live in an outrage community where it's like don't shop at Target or what, you know, and it's like, I don't know, people are just so, it's like they want to just hop on this like angry bandwagon and it's like, I think if you can reach more people and they'll slowly get there, you know, or even appeal to, I think that story appealed to males, which I think if you were going deeper into just the illness aspect or whatever. I don't, I don't think you would have reached as many like males. I was males, really so. happy how many males loved it and were really moved by it. Cause like you said, it was, it was the overall message of self-acceptance and love. Even when you think you have it figured out, you don't. Mm-hmm. And you, it's a constant thing. You're constantly doing it. And that was a big part that I love the way you guys had that in there. Cause that's what I've really taken from it is that just when I think I've got it all figured out and that I've dealt with all of this shadow side of me and abandonment and all these issues that I thought that I've dealt with and I'm like ready to take that next step and be natural and be me and love then there's like this little monkey wrench that gets thrown in and be like oh yeah and now you're gonna lose this and do you still love yourself like that was almost funny to me like I Mm -hmm. look back on it and I like laugh at it where some people are like oh my gosh when you're telling the story like I feel really sad for you I'm like 
to me, that was funny. Like, it's funny, like, just when I think I've got this figured out, it's just a reminder that it's a constant evolution and that you're not, you're not ever going to be, like, fully done. I'm not mm-hmm. just, like, cooked. Like, all right, good to yeah, go. Totally. Love myself. Job successful. Yeah. Got a great relationship. Good to go. Like, it's constant evolution. And there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows. And that story, I think everyone connects to. Mm-hmm. Whether you've had implants or not, or you're male or female, does not matter. It's just that, like, uh, like there's, it's all going to work out okay if you just, like, keep your eye on the what is loving in your life and and how you can be that to other people. And Yeah. Well, we will definitely post the video in the description. And oh, I know these two idea. have to take off. They got a little river to get home to. Oh, shit. Got to free our sitter. Yeah. Life, le- that actually, when you just said that, that reminded me, I'll, we'll, I'll leave uh, with the ha- words that were said to me by a mentor, which is, the moment you think you got it figured out, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never forget that. Classic Walter Hodges, my photography mentor. Nice. He said that to me one time on set, and I was like, man... That's good. That That's cause, good. Because when you do, when you th- whenever you reach that point where you're like, I've mastered this, you're like, eh, no, you haven't. Yeah. You know, no, Hopefully. You Hopefully that happens. Because that's what worries me is when that doesn't happen to people and they're like living in this falsehood of like, I've got it all figured yeah. out. Uh, so hopefully they'll have that crash and burn moment where you're like, oh, yeah, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Stay humble, people. Stay humble. <laughs> Peace. All righty. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Gravity Lift Podcast with Jordan and Antonella. If you like our show and want to find more, check out our website at gravitylift.space. And when you get a sec, please rate and review us on iTunes to help us spread these vibes far and wide.